There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. We jokingly say that every good sermon has three points. Now, in reality, every good Bible sermon has one point. It has one great thrust, but it may be uh, divided and organized differently. Every sermon is a little different. And uh, I bring you now to John the Baptist's sermon, his first sermon. We might even say his only sermon. He was a man who was not afraid to repeat truth again and again and again, a truth that is given once and should be given once is worthy of being repeated. And this is the one sermon, really, that John the Baptist seemed to preach everywhere that he went to every group that he spoke to. And indeed, it has three distinct parts. I want us to look at each one of them. Let's begin with the first one. In Matthew chapter 3, verse number 2, he says, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, the first thing that I want to observe about John's sermon is that there is in it an announcement. Remember, he's a herald. That's what every preacher is, announcing the good news. And he comes with good news. What is the good news? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I want you to take a trip with me. We've got to go around the world, and we've got to go back in time 2,000 years. But I want you to sit in the wilderness with the group of people who are listening to John preach. You see, one of the great challenges is bridging the world of the Bible with our world today. And uh, different cultures, different time periods, but many similarities. And so if you'll try to understand these people, they're living under Roman oppression. Uh, they are severely taxed. Uh, their political rulers are brutal. Uh, it, is a, it is a tough place and a tough time, especially for people in the nation of Israel. They're under dominion. And uh, they want to be free. Everybody's looking for a new king, a deliverer, somebody to come along. As a matter of fact, for centuries, prophets have told them that a Messiah, a deliverer, is going to come. They're expecting him. They're anticipating him. And so now they're wondering, is John the Baptist the one? He's, he's drawing big crowds. Uh, but John the Baptist says, no, I'm not the Christ. I'm not the one. There's another one after me coming. There's a king coming after me. What people missed was the fact that his kingdom was not going to be a physical kingdom. It was going to be a spiritual kingdom. Oh, eventually he would establish a, a physical kingdom and rule and reign on this earth. And by the way, might I say, that is still going to happen, and I'm looking forward to that. But what John was saying was, the kingdom is available to you now. It is literally at hand. It's right in front of you. How? In the person of the king. He was not just presenting a kingdom, he was presenting a king, an eternal king, not a temporal king like a Herod or a Caesar or the kings of Israel that they had known. No, he was presenting to them the king, the king of the universe, the king of eternity, the king of heaven and earth to be their king. The, the whole point was they were 
going to miss the king himself. In fact, John even once said, There standeth one among you whom ye know not. Did you know it's possible that the king could be right next to you and you could miss him? The Lord Jesus could be at work in your life, seeking to do something special, but you miss him because you're looking for something else. You're, you're looking for what you think is necessary, what you think is best, and missing what he knows is best. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one John was preaching of, was the king. He is the king, my friend. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 1 tells us that he's the rightful king of David's line. He is the son of David. John chapter 1 tells us he's not only the king of David's line, he's the king of heaven. He is the one that John the Baptist would speak of in John chapter 1, verse number 15, and say, He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. This is not a king who's just starting now in, in Galilee. This is not a king just starting in the wilderness of Judea. No, friend, this king has always been on the throne of heaven. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the same king we're going to read about in the revelation of Jesus Christ that another John will testify of. He's the king of eternity. And his kingdom will be called the kingdom of heaven, literally the rule of heaven over the earth. John the Baptist's message was primarily related to his first coming, and our message is related to his second coming. Uh, but the principle is the same. There is a king. He is coming, and he has a kingdom. Would you like to be a part of his kingdom? Uh, John's ministry, by and large, if I had to describe it in one way, was a ministry of preparation. He was preparing the way, paving the way for the coming of Messiah. Could I ask you, what do you think our message is today? Our message today is that the King of heaven and earth, the King of eternity is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to get people ready to see Jesus. May I ask you, are you ready to see Jesus? If the King came today, and when He comes the next time, He's not coming in poverty, He's coming in all of His glory. He's not coming simply as a little baby. He's coming as a king. He's coming in the clouds. Are you ready to see the king? What about those around you? Does your family know the king? Your co-workers today, your friends, do they know the king? Have you introduced them to the king recently? The first sermon ever preached was an announcement that the kingdom of heaven was at hand in the person of the king whose name was Jesus Christ. My son recently has been trying to teach me to play chess. Now, some of you are chess players. I am not a chess player. I'm a checkers player. And I had to learn very quickly that there's a big difference between playing checkers and playing chess. As a matter of fact, when you play checkers, you're moving in all different directions. But in chess, there are specific directions that you have to move. One of the strange things about chess for me is that every piece is different. And when I first started playing, I was getting killed. I was, I was getting destroyed in the first few moves because I was trying to protect all of my pieces. And I had to learn something. I had to learn that there was only one piece that really mattered. And the one piece that really mattered was the king. Everything else was subservient to that. Everything else was there to protect the king. Everything else was there making its moves around the board for one purpose, and that was that the king could continue to reign. You know, the great danger in life is that you start thinking that all the pieces are of equal importance. You start looking at others and looking at the component parts of your life and thinking it's all about moving them all around and keeping them where they ought to be. 
And you lose sight of this truth, and the truth is that only the king really matters. In the end, every piece, every part of life, every person in your life is subservient to one, and that one is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the first sermon was really not at all about the one who delivered it. It was about the one he was speaking of. And the same thing is true today. It's not about a pastor. It's not about an evangelist. It's not about someone you like to listen to. It's about knowing Jesus. And it's not about serving some man. It's not about getting your way. Rather, it is about the Lord Jesus Christ ruling and reigning in your heart and life. Oh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Soon Christ will rule and reign on this earth. Soon we shall all be under His eternal rule. But God has designed it so that He is to begin His reign in us now. So I want to ask you, are you living today under His ruling presence? Are you at this moment acknowledging the presence of Christ? Have you given Him His rightful place? Does He sit on the throne of your heart and your home? If He doesn't, would you bend the knee today? Would you bow your heart and head right now and say to Jesus, Jesus, I want you to rule over me today. I want to be a part of your kingdom and I want you to have your way with me. Because the first sermon is the lasting sermon. The first principle is the lasting principle, and that is the King has come, He is coming again, and He wants to rule and reign in our lives this very day. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.